Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We've all heard concerns about beef supply. Is it real? Will we be okay? Um, poultry, pork. What about fruit and vegetables? And then you start thinking, well, what about the people who deliver it? And, you know, every item that we have in our homes, everything in our lives has been on a truck. That's how it got to us. So how's the trucking industry doing? How's our supply system working? You know, Ron Foxcroft has been on this program uh, on a number of occasions. Ron owns Fluke Transport in Hamilton, a large trucking firm. He's also the chairman of Fox 40 Industries, a manufacturer, the Fox 40 Whistle, and uh, associated products like safety products. The Fox 40 is used by the NHL, the NFL, the NCAA, the NBA. Remember those leagues they used to play uh, not so long ago, and they'll be back. And uh, Ron was also the first and so far only Canadian to referee NCAA Basketball Division One, and as I said earlier, refereed Michael Jordan's first game for North Carolina State, and he's an, a recipient of the Order of Canada, a member of the Order of Canada, and has done a lot of work with our Canadian military, and uh, I want to talk to Ron about that in a few minutes. I always think there's another one of you around somewhere I haven't met yet, you know, you like you for you, for the rest of us, this 24-hour day, you squeeze 48 hours into a 24-hour day, Fox. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, it's my pleasure, Roy, and um, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned the heroes of our industry, the healthcare workers, but uh, allow me to uh, tribute our truck drivers. As, uh, as you very eloquently said, if you bought it, a truck brought it. And, yes, sir. Um, we are in the supply chain business, uh, and uh, we're we're trucking essential services that are feeding Canadians, just like healthcare workers are keeping Canadians safe. But uh, if you could just allow me to tell you where it's at, uh, you and I talked on on your national show two weeks ago, and uh, since then uh, we had a, a surge. We had a, a surge in essential products over a six-week period. But I, I need to tell you, since then, the volumes are starting to soften, and, and, and I'm saying this as a good thing based on the drop in consumer spending as well as consumers working through their well-stocked inventory at home. They're shopping smarter. You know, Canadians, and, and I've never been so proud to be a Canadian, Canadians are, are uh, very generous, they're aggressively friendly, but they're also, uh, Roy, they're, they're very smart they're they're stocking their inventory very well. They're planning their trips to the grocery store. However, um, we're fortunate at Fluke. Uh, if it's on time, it's a fluke. We're a local carrier, zero to three hundred and fifty miles, and empty miles are not as impactful as the long haul carriers because there's so many industries closed right now. The long haul carriers are are running into significant empty miles which is a concern 
All in all, supply chain with trucks is strong. So when you say empty miles, are you talking about trucks that are running uh, half full, trailers that are half full, or trailers that are less than half full, and the, for the trucking company, it then becomes starts to become an economic challenge? No, what I mean by that, Roy, uh, the, the businesses that are closed, the industrial businesses, automotive, metals, electronics, building right. supplies, and so on. So if you take... Um, uh, a load, or when you did before the pandemic, one way, say, to Florida to pick up fruits and vegetables. Uh, probably you're going one way. You could be going a thousand miles one way empty. That's, that's what I mean by that. So mm-hmm. the next question that, that uh, I will, I will answer, what about the price of fruits and vegetables? Well, because Long-haul carriers must go empty miles one way, naturally, just for that, and many other reasons. The upcoming costs of fruits and vegetables coming into Canada will definitely be increasing in the next few months. So are you saying then, Ron, that what would have happened before the pandemic is the truck on the way to Florida to pick up the vegetables and the fruit? Uh, would have had something else in the trailer to deliver to Florida and then come back with that load, and now they're going down empty? Exactly, Roy. Uh, For example, with us, we go down to Pennsylvania with detergent and come back with toilet paper. So if one of those movements dry up, now you're going the empty miles. Of course, you know in trucking, up front you pay wages and fuel before you pay anything else. So it's really important that you go preferably two ways. And, and now, uh, these industries, industrial automotive metals and so on, uh, there is a plan to open them up. But in the next month, um, they may not be opening up. So the long-haul carriers are going to uh, experience in- increased costs just from, well, many other things, but from empty miles. Okay, so we have the empty miles. We have the truck going to Florida for the vegetable and the fruit, and it's going down empty. It comes back full. So some of that cost is going to have to be passed on to the consumer because otherwise the trucking company isn't going to do very well, maybe not survive if they have too many empty miles. Um, so that's going to be a reality we, we'll be facing for a higher prices uh, some, somewhere down the line, right? Yes. Am I, am I understanding this correctly? That's exactly right, Roy. In fact, my wife Marie uh, was was shopping at the uh, grocery store, and she did mention to me that some things are going up uh, 10 to 15 percent. Simply, Roy, it costs money to operate during a pandemic. For example, sure. with our drivers, we've set up safe stations, uh, masks, gloves, disinfectant, uh, thermal thermometers when you come to work, no-touch thermometers when you come to work. So during a pandemic, um, the costs go up. Now, I want to make it abundantly clear. The, the hoarding has, for the most part, stopped. And, and the grocery stores and the big box stores aren't making a lot of profit. They're not making a lot more profit. I, I don't want to communicate it that way. It's just, Roy... It costs more money to operate during a pandemic. Of course. Now, Ron, we talked the first time uh, you were on, and I brought up the issue of the health of drivers, and that was not a huge concern at the time. Drivers were well, and you have your systems in place 
to provide them with support, health support, as you just pointed out. I would imagine other carriers are doing similar things. Is there a situation now, as we're looking now weeks down the road, how's the supply of healthy drivers? Has that become an issue? Are drivers too concerned to maybe drive? And what's the supply of drivers like? Well, through the OTA, through the uh, Minister of Health and so on, we have all the procedures in place. However, you've asked a very good question. Before the pandemic, our industry across North America had a shortage of truck drivers. Young people simply are not going into becoming a a career for driving a truck. So uh, generally, uh, pre-pandemic, there's a shortage of truck drivers. Now, to add to that problem, since the pandemic for six or seven weeks, all the truck driving schools are closed. So... It's an aging population. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some drivers, you know, with, with symptoms that don't come to work. So I, I am concerned. I have a heightened concern about this shortage of skilled, trained truck drivers as this pandemic comes to an end, simply because people weren't going into our industry and now the truck driving schools are closed. There's a lot of people unemployed that we would like to get them trained in truck driving schools, but of course, uh, the, the authorities, rightfully so, don't allow two people in a cab to train somebody to become a truck driver. So there could be, Roy, a significant shortage of skilled truck drivers within our supply chain. And and that would affect all of us. It'll affect all of us, yes, because what that means is if the manufacturers can't get a truck then they can't get the truck to the big box store, to the grocery store. They've already got problems in in manning the the manufacturing companies, prepackaging. The other thing I should point out too, Roy, the manufacturing companies have to repackage their products because all the restaurants are are closed for in-house dining, and it's only pickup or takeout or delivery. So the package that they send the goods to the restaurant is a different package than they send it to the grocery store. So they already have those complications in place. When you add you can't get a truck or you can't get a driver to put in the truck. Now, we're getting through that right now, and, and we're managing through that, but I can see down the road a shortage of truck drivers in our industry to be a, a real problem. Now, on the other side, Roy, on the positive side, it's just smart business, and, and Canadians are smart in business. There's going to be more domestic sourcing of goods in North America. Now, I don't mean protectionism. I just mean it's just smart business to domestic source your goods now that there's been a pandemic. And, if, of course, you know, we've had trouble sourcing products overseas simply because of all the yeah, it's it's really is a it's a wide large net that's been thrown over our national economy, our North American economy, and our broader international economies. This this pandemic has acted like a net or a weight on everyone. You know, uh, Ron, I, we were gonna I was I was gonna ask you to talk about some of the other issues that we we've already covered a lot of it. I know it's tremendously important to you because you care so deeply about Canada's military. And you uh, were an honorary colonel and uh, very deeply involved with 
uh, Nathan Cirillo, the loss of Corporal Cirillo to the terrorist attack. And uh, you actually met Her Royal Highness uh, Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace uh, representing, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the regiment. Please, uh, please share with us in your words um, your thoughts on the loss of the six crew or the, the helicopter from the HMCS Fredericton. Thank you very much, Roy. Yes, uh, I was the honorary colonel when uh, Corporal uh, Nathan Cirillo was slain while guarding the uh, war memorial in Ottawa. And our colonel-in-chief was Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. So I went over to uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, apartment in Buckingham Palace at her request uh, with my wife, with Colonel Kennedy, and Colonel Hatfield, and I'll never forget this, Roy, and, and you you said it best. The six military soldiers that we have just lost on the helicopter off the uh, ship of the Fredericton are the best and brightest. And uh, our heartfelt condolences, they all have families, to their families, to their friends, because they are the best. And... Um, Queen Elizabeth turned to us, my wife, Colonel Kennedy, Colonel Hatfield, looked us in the eyes, and she really understands the Canadian military, and she said to us, the best-trained reservists and military people in the world are Canadians. Roy, that makes your heart throb. And uh, this, uh, this tragedy, uh, our other company... Fox 40, we had just sent a whistle, a logoed whistle for the Fredericton to the entire crew of that ship, including the six people that perished. So, yes, it's uh, it's heartfelt. It's it hurts. And, um, Roy, uh, I, I thank you for allowing us the privilege to tribute these soldiers the best and brightest and bravest uh, Canadians that we could ever imagine. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity. Well, Ron, thank you for what you've done for the military and continue to do. And you understand so well from being around them for so long that it's absolute total personal dedication, unselfish dedication, caring for Canada, caring for Canadians, and being willing to step up and say, I will be here to defend you. I'll be here to defend our history, our legacy, and and honor uh, the previous generations who did exactly that, who provided us the, the freedoms that we have today that far too frequently we take for granted. These are the young people uh, when they join up, uh, these are the people who realize and recognize the significance and the importance, and they are there for us, and we should never, ever, ever take that for granted, they, ever. They will never be forgotten. Uh, no. Roy, during uh, Corporal Nathan Cirillo's funeral, and he was an amazing man, an amazing Canadian, amazing soldier, and a bear of a person, with a wonderful family, a mother and a son, Marcus, who was four years old at the time, we made a commitment that he will never be forgotten. Well, these soldiers that just perished in the helicopter tragedy, Roy, as Canadians, we need to commit that we will never forget them because they are Canadian soldiers that gave their lives to our country. Well said. Ron, thank you very much for the time today. Thank you. My pleasure, Roy. Ron Foxcroft, uh, Order of Canada, member of the Order of Canada, 
and uh, always appreciate speaking with Ron, and he understands the uh, just the the very nature and the fundamentals of the nucleus of Canada's military. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.